Daniel, can you hear me all right? Yeah, how about you? I'm good. Thanks, man. Uh, what was it like for you to be home? Man, it was an exciting feeling. It's always fun to come back home. Uh, we wanted to win, so uh, it went into overtime. Uh, they, both teams played a good game and fought hard. Uh, tonight we came up victorious, though. What, what did you see that kind of ha- how the Rockets, you've been with this Rockets, you've got a unique perspective. What did you see? We're, Jazz are up 106-92, seemingly in control. What slipped away there? Oh, uh, no, they just made some some threes. So they made some threes. We, we, we didn't make shots, and we missed a few free throws. So uh, we didn't execute as, uh, as, as fully as well as we would like to. But uh, it's back to the drawing board. Uh, they made some good shots, contested shots. And then what did you see from Mike Conley late? Mac, Mac 11. <laughs> Split cat. <laughs> he was uh, pretty clutch there. Uh, making those shots. What, what are we? What's your nickname for him? Mac Eleven. Mac Eleven. Mac Eleven. All right, I'm gonna have to Mac Eleven. All yeah. right, I got it. I can figure that one out. Uh, what's it, what's been your opening experience here with Utah? Man, it's been a great experience. It's been a learning one. It's been an un- unbelievable one. Uh, uh, I've been um, trying to just fit in, make sure I come in and give energy and, and play the right way so we can continue to, uh, the, the goals and the path that we have set for the team. Oh, best of luck. Thanks for taking the time with us tonight. Thank you. Daniel House with us after the ball game as the Jazz win at 132-127. We're joined now by Pat Kinahan and Jake Scott. Donovan's 37, Rudy Gobert's 27, and either one short of the dunk record or a tie of the dunk record. I'm not sure if he had 10 or 11. It's not something that's easily accessible for me. Well, that, uh, PK, that, that, one, that one dunk, it was more of a lay-in. I don't know. It was like an, an old dunk back in college basketball when they didn't allow dunks. You're going back a long way. Yeah, well, I knew. Yeah, Ron, <laughs> you and I would understand that. <laughs> yeah, going back a, that started with Al Sender yeah, and... Yeah, and then Bill and Walton. Yeah, just had to place the ball in the basket. Al, it was before <laughs> Bill Walton. It, it would be... Um, Al Sender and Alvin Hayes for the Houston University Cougars. of Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The exactly. University of Houston. Yeah. Yes. Well, see, it was local. That's why I said that. Local knowledge. Oh, okay. <laughs> How about Mike Eleven? I like that. That's creative. Yeah. It was Mac Eleven, though. Mac Eleven? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I just didn't understand him. Yeah. All right. So a southern accent. Uh, how about the 10 assists tonight for Donovan? I mean, we're going to go on the 37 points and all that, but uh, including that dish to Mike Conley for the three and uh, in regulation, uh, Donovan. Probably on, the biggest uh, play of the night. Yeah, head on a swivel tonight for him. Yeah, I mean, thank goodness for Mike Conley making some shots. Something they did, you know, they we had Rudy dunking every play, and then they made some changes, and whatever that change was, we didn't make a great adjustment off that late to get Donovan as free. But frankly, the problem was defensively. I mean, the offense shot 54%, 36% from three. The offensive rating tonight was a 122. You, you should win every time. So the problem tonight was the Jazz could not get stops against the Rockets, who have caused the Jazz Rockets, you know, have caused the Jazz problems before. That spy uh, and, and the shadow, more of a spy with Rudy, uh, when they did go small, well, not really small, but Woods is six foot ten. Yeah. They put him in the corner, deep in the corner, that was a lot of ground for Rudy to, to have to make up, and he knocks down a couple of threes over there. I thought that was, you know, pretty smart of, of Silas, just repositioning players out there on the floor to take Rudy uh, away from trying to defend the basket. 
Yeah, absolutely. We've seen that before. And the Rockets, young guys, young guns, they got confidence. Next thing you know, they're thinking they can win the game. Uh, and they certainly thought they could. It's a little, you know, hey, it's a win. We've won 9 of 10. You'll take it. It's a right. little disturbing that the same issue has perked its head up again, which is the inability to get stops when, you know, and in this case, the real key is that K.J. Martin made a bunch of shots, right? K.J. Martin misses those shots, and then it's not a big deal. But, um, you know, that's not, that's been the issue. That You know, that's the Terrence Mann yeah. of the playoffs right there. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And these losing these leads now, it, it's it, because it's somewhat of a pattern, it becomes disturbing. Right. I bet well, they got hear... their hands full in their next one because New Orleans' offense is churning at a pretty high level. And uh, I think they blew out the Kings tonight, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, I'll have to double check. By 30. Yeah, they, uh, so, they beat Sacramento, I believe, by 30 yeah, tonight. Brandon so, Ingram had 33, and everybody else was in double digits. I saw them play Sunday against the Lakers, and I thought they looked really good. And the Lakers did not, but maybe that was more of right. the Pelicans is right. getting credit for. 125-95 was the final Pelicans win by 30. 30-point win tonight. Yeah. Now, I wanted Orleans, to ask you guys something. New Orleans on the night after Ma- Mardi Gras might do that to some teams. <laughs> I said earlier, and I wanted, I wanted to see what you guys say, uh, since he's come back, it seems like Donovan is playing the best ball that he's ever played in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Though, actually, end of last year was pretty good before he sprained his ankle. Do you remember that? So, same time last year? Okay. I don't remember it as much as I seem to remember it right now because, obviously, it's right now. Right. But it just seems like and it, and just the body language and the way he's taken over. And just to be able to get that pass over to Conley for that three in regulation <laughs> that took a ton of athletic ability just to get the ball over there. So let me remind everyone, since I have it in front of me, Donovan Mitchell in the uh, 16 games before he was injured last year, 31 points, four rebounds, five assists a game, 48% from the field, 39 from three in those 18 games, he exceeded 43 times, went over 30, another Five times. So I would say that was his best stretch of at least offensive basketball. He also was getting four and five, six assists every game. Like, that was him kind of at his peak. Okay. And I think if you're going to rate those, you would have to look at his assists, meaning what's he doing for his teammates as well. Because um, I think right now he's definitely doing. I mean, he's averaging over five assists a ball game, getting to the free throw line there as well. Uh, still averaging about 20 shots a ball game and, and I think that's impressive so t- you know at, without tonight it's eight games 28 points five rebounds five assists 49 percent 50 percent shooting 47 percent from three it's a similar trajectory how's that okay but those 40s those three 40s are big oh for sure yeah last obviously. year I agree so 37 tonight it's pretty good 10 assists Falling to the ground, finds Mike Conley for a monster three. Finds Mike Conley for two others. By the way, Mike Conley, I believe I said 12 of 22 from three in the clutch this year. It's pretty good. That's above uh, 500 if my math is correct. <laughs> that, that, that is. When you were a baseball player, that would be a good batting average. Don't do math on yeah, the I don't even think I did that in softball. <laughs> uh, well done, guys. Thank you very much. PK? Yeah. 
You gonna be able to get up in the morning? I'm gonna have to, Ron. I got no choice, man. You have no I was choice, not right? happy when that shot went in. And really, it's all about PK. So we should have talked to Christian Wood about that. I know, right. totally. Okay, see you guys. See you guys. One thirty-two to one twenty-seven. Chafano, we're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Patrick Kinahan filling in for Coach Lacombe tonight. 132 to 127 is your final. In overtime, the Jazz come away with a win over the Rockets. Donovan Mitchell had 37 points to go along with 10 assists. He had two rebounds and three steals. Rudy Gobert with 27 and 17. Bogdanovich had 18 tonight. Mike Conley, 15, eight assists, and uh, some big time threes uh, down the stretch for Mike Conley. And uh, PK. You know, probably concerning that the Jazz blew an 18-point lead. That's something they've done a few times this year, but they did come away with the win. Yeah, the, good for them, man, because I don't know that I would have been able to find much positive. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if they lose to a team that has only won 15 games and hasn't won, as Craig Bolajek said at the end, in a freaking month, literally. The last victory was February 2nd, he said, and they played last night. So it is disconcerting about blowing leads. They've got to find ways to stop that, get more mentally tough, clamp down a little more on defense because offensively shooting 54% obviously is awesome, but allowing the Rockets to shoot 50, and that was one of my big concerns is these young bucks thinking, I got it going on tonight. And, you know, Christian Wood, Porter, Green, Martin off the bench with 20 points, uh, 8 of 14, 4 of 8 from 3. Uh, you know that 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 was the one fear, is that they got some shooters. Every everybody has them, and you start making shots at home, you start feeling it, and all of a sudden everything gets a little tighter. And I'm not sure why the Jazz chose not to foul at the end there, allowing a three to go in at the buzzer. Uh, how about you just grab them a little bit there with they a second to go? Yeah. yeah, I mean you were they were running out of time big time, and credit uh, who was it Wood makes the shot. Uh, but, you know, all's well when you win, I guess, or it's well enough. <laughs> yeah, there's certainly plenty to uh, to <laughs> to harp on because, yes, Houston is is not terrific, and Jazz can't be blowing those leads. But, uh, you know, PK, we saw this during the, that run in January that everybody talks about that wasn't so good, but we saw it around the league that NBA players are pretty good, even the, the you know, on the bad teams and at the back of the bench guys. And if you give – Young players who are NBA players, motivation to go out there and play hard. They can win any night. I mean, the Rockets still have talent. They're still good. When they're pouring it out there, you better be given 100% or you can lose. And I think confidence is a fickle thing, even at the highest levels, which obviously these guys are. And they saw some shots go down, and they're thinking that they're okay. You know, maybe it's our night. Maybe we can get something going here. I like the way the Rockets battled. And then I like the way the Jazz clutched up and Mike Conley – you're paying him $30 million a year to do exactly what he did tonight. Now, it's nice to do it in March, and but I, be, I also believe he can do it in April, May, and if they should get there, knock on wood, June. I mean, that, I, what he does, if he's wide open like that, I have zero surprise that he's making those shots, and he made one from both sides there. Uh, so what, he made three. Right, yep. He made the one, and then they come down and tie. Then he makes the two in OT. Yep. And that allows you to breathe a little easier. And then all of a sudden, the Rockets, when there's a little more pressure on them, and then the Jazz, I've always believed that 
you get adrenaline from offense and that allows you to play better defense. It seems, and I've had coaches tell me this, a lot of the stuff I say is not something that I thought of myself. I've been around forever, and I have a lot of folks who tell me stuff, and they believe that, and I think we saw that, and then the Rockets got a little tighter. So Conley's threes in overtime loosened everything up because don't forget, the Jazz started down four in overtime. Right. Right off the bat. Uh, and Mike Conley, I mean, he's he's important. And when he plays well, it's it's usually a good front and sign for the Jazz because the Jazz play well. And he's certainly somebody that you could see knocking down some big shots in the playoffs. And the thing that I liked about Conley is he wasn't having much of a game, anything really to speak of. Right. But it didn't matter. What difference does it matter what I do before when I've got the ball and I'm shooting it? That's the only thing that matters right at that time. And so much confidence, his body language, a big body language guy, particularly at the NBA, because they don't have helmets and hats and stuff, so you can see it much more apparently. And obviously he has very, very good body language because he believes 100% that the thing is going in. And that's at least half the battle. Yep. All right, Jazz uh, win tonight in overtime over the Rockets, 132-127. to With that, we'll, we'll say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast uh, is coming your way Friday night. The Jazz will be in New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got postgame sound for you coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Pow! Clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Patrick Kinahan in for Coach LaCombe tonight. Uh, Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win in overtime over the Rockets, 132 to 127. Donovan Mitchell with 37 points, 10 assists tonight. Rudy with 27 points, 17 rebounds, two block shots. He had at least 10 dunks, but we were debating on whether or not he had 11. Is that correct? Or were we debating on if he... I know he didn't have 12 because he had 12 made field goals and he had at least one layup. It was a soft dunk. I don't think his hands touched the rim. So we'll we'll try... I don't know where we uh, get the official dunk. Uh, he was stat, over but. the bucket and sort of placed it in. And, it, you know, Locke talked about this in... in uh, crosstalk, you know, Houston made an adjustment on Rudy and he stopped getting to the rim so easily that hurt the Jazz in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, and I like the way they triple team Donovan and he managed to still find ways to get rid of the ball. That's what you got to do, right? If you're him, it's not the last triple team he's going to see. Right. Because, you know, he does that Euro move and he's sort of like a mini. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo there. Now Antetokounmpo would go with his slinky arms and go up and dunk it. Well, Mitchell, a normal human being, can't do that. But it's sort of that, that spin and and just weave your way around like you're almost like driving a car around cones or something. And then he's finding more cones, so to speak, to keep with that brilliant analogy, that then all of a sudden there's three cones right there and he's got nowhere to go. He wrecked that one time he had a charge. Uh, I, what, what's uh, Matthews? Is that the guy's yeah. name? Mm-hmm. He ended up with the charge uh, because they, they know what he's going to do. And he's standing right there. So Donovan has to adjust to the adjustment. And same thing with Rudy, obviously. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, give Houston credit; they they fought hard. But uh, you know, I think it, it was about stops. The Jazz. Uh, I wonder. We're going to hear from Quinn Snyder hopefully coming up here shortly. PK. I wonder how many times he mentions focus, or another word that means focus in his post game. Yeah, you know? he'll hit the defense. He he will all the time. He'll. You could ask him about whatever in the first question, and he's going to bring him home to the defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they scored 34 points in the fourth quarter. Speaking, obviously, of the Rockets, yeah. Jazz are outscored by 10. So the Rockets go, uh, after only scoring 20 in the first, they go 33-30-34. And then 10 in overtime. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, you know, you're not going to get 30 anywhere close to that in a five-minute overtime versus, uh, you know, the, the what, the 12-minute quarters. Uh, but that's too much. You know, the Jazz had it rolling a little bit with 41 themselves. But then they slump and get outscored by 13 in the second half. And then we ended up with overtime where they outscored them by five for the yep. Jazz. And the Jazz put them away when they needed to. I mean, the overtime was fairly one-sided after Mike Conley hit those shots. But, you know, honestly, you're up 18 on the Rockets. You had a problem, man. Yeah, you gotta, you've got to finish the job, right? But they won. It would have been an absolute disaster if they would have lost. It would have been the worst loss, not just this year. Donovan Mitchell's career. Maybe. No, no, honestly, maybe because they had their full complement of players. Yeah, we've been waiting yeah. for this. And they've been playing well, and this this would have been it. Right, a, 8 out of 9. Now they got 9 out of 10. They're in a good spot. And, you know, they got this road trip here. So you've picked up a couple of wins now on the road trip, which is really good because then they have, what, a five- or six-game road trip coming up uh, back east, right? Right, so right, you, right. You got to have some, you got to make some uh, mark and headway, I guess, on the road, too, because the schedule, you know, although the teams aren't overwhelming, the amount of road games they have, obviously, you're going to have to win on the road, or heck, you could fall down the sixth place. I don't think they'll do that. But on Sunday, March 20th, which is my 16 year old 17th birthday, All right. uh, they are gone until Tuesday, March 29th playing six road games. That's an extensive trip that starts in New York and ends in Los Angeles. How about that? All the way from one side to the other. Unless you exclude Hawaii or any of the territories, you can't get any more west of that. About as far as you can go. Yeah, I mean, I can see Alaska from my porch, but they're not playing there. Uh, this season, the Jazz did get to Arby's tonight. This season, when the Jazz score 111 or more points in a game, Jazz app users score a free Arby's Classic Roast Beef Sandwich the very next day. Download the Utah Jazz app, turn on notifications, and visit utahjazz.com slash scorebig to learn more. And wave at PK in the drive-thru, because I'm sure what, that's going to be... Ar- Arby's now? Well, that's going to be what you're, d- <laughs> you're doing. Go through the drive-thru after the show tomorrow. Getting your regular roast beef. I know what Jeff's going to be doing tomorrow. <laughs> Picking I up thought his you Arby's, thought I'd man. be serving him that this is my swan song. <laughs> no. There's a reason why uh, HR is outside the office here. I, I, you just don't <laughs> strike me as a guy who's going to pass uh, pass up a free lunch. That's all. <laughs> I've been living on free lunches my whole life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> all right, let's also get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA. Visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters. Proven and trusted experts in painting, and uh, let's see here. Tonight, points in the paint. The Jazz outscored the Rockets. This is not a surprise. 68 to 42. 68 points in the paint, PK, is a huge number. Huge number. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I don't look at the Rockets as having any interior game. No. I don't think of Christian Wood as somebody, and not a lot of guys do this anyway, as far as, you know, you're back to the basket. 
And that's sort of Ron Boone was making fun of my uh, 1960s analogy. Well, that's probably true here. It's a little exaggeration, but guys don't play with their back to the bucket uh, much anymore. It'd be fun to see Shaq shooting threes in today's game. Speaking of threes, you know, part of the reason Jazz probably didn't score a lot uh, or scored so much in the paint is because they were 15 and 42 from three. Uh, with that, let's go back to Houston. It's time to hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Oh, no. I mean, I, I think that that was a breakdown. We, you know, that's something we talked about in the, in the timeout. We've, you know, game situations or certain things that, that, you know, we try to spend a lot of time on. And, um, you know, that was one of them that obviously um, we didn't foul. And, you know, that the, the good side of that, I guess, um, this was a really this was a really good game for us, you know, because it's a game that, that we can really, you know, we need to absorb and take, a, you know, it's this, there's not a lot of magic to what happened, um, but there's things that, you know, we need to know are going to happen to us and we need to be able to handle them and do better. Um, so when I saw us, I think we were down four at the start of overtime, you know, the way that we, after that situation where, you know, we, we had that breakdown and didn't foul um, the way that we responded to that. Um, so there, there was a lot of a lot of yin and yang in, in that game um, in a number of different areas. You know, we we had a lead. We've, you know, we've that's something we've talked about a lot as a group and, you know, lose focus and all of a sudden they're get back, getting back in the game. Um, you know, I didn't think you know, our shifts uh, where, you know, which is an area I think we've been better where we're shifted off the ball and being able to stay in front of people. Um, you know, our bigs, when they, you know, do come over to help and use their rim protection, there's a point where we're going to give up a couple shots. Um, they obviously made them tonight, but, um, you know, when the, the coverage adjusts, and we're in a rotation situation. Um, you know, that's something, there, there's a lot of those things that we haven't seen in a while. So I think it was it was good for us to see them. It'll be good to watch the film. Um, you know, but when they're getting to the rim, um, which was happening, you know, we're in a position where we have to help. And the guys that can help, um, you know, are really good at that, protecting the rim, but then we've got to have their back. So. Um, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a chain reaction there with the whole thing. But again, you know, we're up 18. And those are situations that no matter whether, I mean, I think we had a team that shot it great again. I know, yeah, you know, a few guys that are, their non-shooters shot it great. So you change the matchup and they play pick and roll with a different guy and we're in the same situation. So we could tell our bigs not to help, you know, and, you know, that situation is a hard one for us too, because we're giving up, you know, points in the paint. So uh, I, th I think that our execution in all those facets defensively is something um, that obviously we're aware of and we work on. And every now and then, um, you know, games like this really, draw your attention to the importance of it and, and to the importance of, you know, being ahead 
and making it making it hard for someone to come back. So when you just clarify something there, there's a lot of things, you know, I think, and, and the key thing is for everybody to, to, to ask themselves what they can do better. Um, you know, can I shift better where I'm in a help position? Um, can I stay in front of the ball better? You know, when I do come over to help, can I commit to helping, you know, and really protect the rim? Um, when the ball goes out, you know, if it's one of the guys that, when it's, you know, shoots a lower percentage, you know, can I stunt at him and create indecision? When we get into a rotation situation, you know, can I rotate off the next guy and can we execute a rotational situation? Um, so, again, everybody's got a job to do, um, you know, and when you have players that are as quick and as good at driving the ball as, say, Porter and Green, if they're able to get to the rim, um, you know, it's all those things, you know, it's, you know, it's easier to help when someone doesn't get beat middle, you know? So I, I think, I think it's all connected. Um, and as I said, it's, you know, we, as a group, I think one of the things that, that we've been good at, um, you know, really historically is taking ownership of what we individually can, can do better. And when we do that, you know, it shows, it shows itself. Um, as far as our team's execution. So, you know, that again, to, to th those are things certainly that you look at, we've looked at, we've worked, we'll continue to work on in anticipation of situations like this. And then when you have one, um, I think it's, it's, it's good because, it, you know, it reinforces, um, you know, some of the, the habits and, and, and discipline and the rotations and, the way that we need to play to be effective defensively. And when we've done that, our defense is pretty good. Um, you know, tonight there was a stretch where, you know, it wasn't um, where, you know, they were getting to the rim. Um, but again, you know, I, like I said, I mean, to be down four at the beginning of overtime and to come back and win the game, I, that that's not lost on me. That shouldn't be lost on anyone. Speaking of that, like Mike Conley doesn't have a great shooting back. This is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Kind of like, what's his mentality before going on? Well, I, I, I think rewind to Donovan Mitchell, who, you know, was having, you know, big night scoring the ball, you know, in a crucial situation, finding Mike Conley, you know, and those two guys playing off each other like that um, is a real strength. And obviously, you know, everybody's got confidence. Um, I don't, I know I'm not thinking he's having a bad night. I'm thinking, you know, when I watch, I watch him shoot, I think it's going in. And I think that's what his teammates feel as well. Okay. All right. All right, there you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as his team comes away with a win in overtime over the Rockets, 132-127. to 127. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories. <coughs> Excuse me. From real Mark Miller Subaru customers, Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. We'll get PK's thoughts on what he heard from Coach Snyder right there coming up next. We'll also hear from the players straight ahead. It's Jazz Game Night Postgame Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show, Jazz Radio Network, Jake Scott, 
Patrick Kinahan sitting in for Tim McComb tonight. Jazz win. They beat the Rockets in overtime, one tw- uh, 132 to 127. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. We will get uh, we will get uh, player sound for you coming up here momentarily. But let's get to your Master of the Glass tonight, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Back for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each uh, rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. As usual, Rudy Gobert is your Master of the Glass tonight. 17 boards, 6 offensive to go along with 27 points and 2 block shots. Uh, honorable mention to Royce O'Neal, who had a big night on the boards, PK, uh, with nine rebounds in his 36 minutes to go along with nine points and four assists. Quietly, Royce O'Neal had a great night, four for four from the field, one for one from three. Maybe, uh, you know, a little motivated with another uh, defender like Never Daniel hurts, man. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. He played well tonight. I think for his size... Royce O'Neal is one of the better rebounders in the league. Oh, I'd agree with that. He's only 6'5". Yeah, and they need him because Bogdanovich is not a rebounder despite being taller. It's not his game unless it falls right to you. So with that in mind, they need O'Neal to step up. He steps up in a lot of different ways, and I think one that is evident, most evident in the box score outside of points is his rebound total because he's not that tall, relatively speaking, NBA-wise and they need him to rebound, and more often than not that he does. And absolutely, yeah, House played the final few minutes there the other day in Phoenix. Of course that's got to motivate you. You and Quinn Snyder is talking about being a team player in the moment, but, yeah, if it happens three, four times, you're going to get irritated because you feel like you belong out there, and you've been out there for so many times, and he was out there again, and he does what they need him to do. Yeah. Bingo, right on the money, that last part, PK. I mean, uh, you know, Royce is not the perfect player, and sometimes he does have trouble with players like Devin Booker. By the way, who doesn't in the NBA? But all he does is go out there and do Kendall the— Kendall Jenner, I think. <laughs> all, the, all Royce does is go out there and do the the things that nobody else wants to do, you know, guard and, as you mentioned, I mean— And that's where he's carved rebounds. out his money and his yep. reputation and his tenure in the league. So you know what you're good at. You know what they want you to do. So go do it. He'll spend 10 years in the league. Because oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Good, good on him, undrafted. Absolutely. Great story. Yep, it is. It's a, a terrific story. Um, and we'll get, to, we'll get to some players, but uh, PK, you know, you obviously don't do all these uh, post games. If Rudy plays, I know, there's, I'm been, there's been like one game all year that Rudy's actually played in that he hasn't been the master of the glass. Leading the league and rebounding, <laughs> I mean, the, Rudy is... He's just a monster. He's it's a Fardaw's Amick. You know that uh, rebounding machine for Utah Valley? Fardos? He's that guy, yeah. Fardos. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, no, it's amazing that he gets dragged by the rest of the league as much as he does because he's so good. I don't understand. I we don't had Joe Ingles on last week talking about why all this hate for this guy. You know, I think Shaq started it because he got the big contract and Shaq, oh, 11.7 boards or whatever it was. Uh, you know, just looking at the raw stats. And Rudy can put up the stats, as we saw, but he's one of these players that goes the contribution well beyond the box score. Box score tonight, very impressive. But still, he's going to do a lot more that doesn't show up in the box score in terms of altering or preventing shots, obviously. And the Jazz out-rebounded Houston tonight, PK, 49-35. to 
So imagine in this game if if Rudy didn't rebound like that. Well, he has to in order for them to be successful. Yep. To be successful, uh, the the Rockets they don't have anybody of uh, uh, the caliber, anything close to Gobert in terms of rebounding, because these guys that's not their strengths. I, I don't see anybody on that team that jumps out at me as a re- rebounder. Yep. All right, let's go back. <laughs> Excuse me, to Houston and hear from Mike Conley. Yeah. Um, we had spoken to Huddle about Fallon before. Um, the guys who were involved, they felt like they might have tried to, but nothing happened at that point. They just didn't want to risk a four point play. Um, but, you know, we got we to gotta be able to try to take that foul and uh, put them on the line and eliminate that opportunity to add. Uh, looked like Rudy Gay kind of pushed you off the technical free throw in the second half. What kind of happened there? Uh, yeah, I was about to shoot it, and he uh, walked up and said, "Man, let me get it. Let me get it." I know what that means. And I, you know, when the guy had 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 opportunity to make a shot or miss a few and need to get a ribbon, I get it. So I was like, "Go ahead, don't miss it." You know, so uh, obviously he made it, so we were we were all good, but. We can speak to each other like that. How often does that something like that happen? Um, pretty often, you know, it happens. You know, every two or three games, you know, where guys just need something and to get them going. And um, and we got a lot of guys who can, you know, defer and uh, allow them to do that. So it's it's pretty normal. Is it easier when you know a guy? Yeah, it does. And you know, when I said it, when I know it was really telling me, I was like, I understand you, but go ahead and do it. He missed it. I was going to give him hell uh, anyway, so um, put the pressure on. Uh, it was it was great. Um, obviously, shots weren't falling for me personally throughout the whole game. And, you know, just kind of was out of the flow of it a little bit and to um, to get opportunities there late in moments that uh, yeah, I'm really kind of accustomed to being involved in. And, and Don and guys having trust uh, to make those plays down the stretch. Uh, it felt good to be able to, to deliver and be there for them when they need me. All right. There you go, Mike Conley, uh, who tonight had some absolutely big shots down the stretch, two in overtime, one at the end of regulation, finished the game with 15 points, eight assists, it's four of 10 from the field, and uh, three of six from three. And, uh, you know, it's why you have uh, vets like Mike Conley on your team. You talked about this earlier in the show, PK. He was quiet all game long, didn't necessarily have his best game, but when they needed buckets and he had open shots, he knocked them down. The lefty comes through, man. Absolutely, that's what he's there for. Yeah, who's surprised by Conley making a shot? I mean, it's a big shot, but I don't know that Conley's thinking, oh, my gosh, this is a big shot. I better make it. I think he's thinking this is a shot. I'm expected to make this. Yep. And that's what he did. Good on him, man. And I love especially when guys aren't doing well shooting that when it's a big shot that they can turn it on. To me, that's reaching down somewhere where I don't know where, but it's not something that you can look at, well, yeah, I'm in the flow and everything when it's going well and you're having a great night. Of course, those things happen. 
I like it when things aren't. What was he, 0 for 6 at some point? Yeah. But yet he still managed to make three huge threes. That's a total of nine points, if my math is correct. Yep. I mean, it's it's the difference between yeah. it's the difference between you and me on the putting green. What is you're gonna step I'm a up three there putter and, and you're a four putter? You believe you're gonna <laughs> sink it, and you do every time. Well, I mean, and guys, I, I think we can all relate to that. You know, we're not we can't relate to playing at that high of a level, but I think we can relate going out and you use a golf and a putter and whether you're hitting a wedge or whatever. And sometimes you just feel really confident, and I think you've got to manufacture that and have the confidence in yourself when it's not going your way to be able to take the shot. No hesitation whatsoever on any of those. That's what's so cool. Actually believe it. And be in the moment, too. Don't think, okay, where are my feet? Do I step down or whatever? Do I hesitate? No. Just put the ball up and have it go straight in three times. Very nice. By the way, uh, Conley and, and Quinn Snyder uh, both clarified this a little bit, that uh, the Jazz had spoken in the huddle about fouling on the last possession, Yes, but it did not get executed. And that's where I want to find out, where was that miscommunication? Where was the line of communication from Quinn Snyder on the bench broken to the players out on the floor? I want to know what happened there. I'd like to ask him more specifically. Plus, I always believe when you have a mental screw-up, it's best to have it when you win <laughs> yeah. because then even if you have it when you lose, you're, you're going to learn from it, but best not to have to pay the ultimate price, which is losing a game. And now if they get in that situation, Quinn Snyder, Alex Jensen, whomever, they'll make sure that the message is transferred multiple times. So there's zero confusion. Learn from it. And I believe when it happens again, at some point it'll happen. I don't know this year, next year, whenever they'll be in that same situation and the clock will be going down. You know, if there's five, 10 seconds left, maybe, but when you got one, two seconds and Wood can't pass the ball at that point, because there's not enough time on the game clock, hug him. I'm a big old hug. Give him a headbutt like Joe Biden did to some of the folks at the end of the State of the Union last night. Do something to foul him. You know what I mean? Did you see that? I didn't. No, I oh, missed well, it. Well, I watched the whole thing, and well, I recorded it, and we watched it again. Going back. Yeah. yeah making sure he caught yeah, I'm, the, an, I'm a citizen who cares. So with that in mind, don't do that. You shouldn't have never allowed that situation to happen. Good thing is that you didn't hang your head. And the thing that I think Quinn Snyder pointed out multiple times, it should not be lost on the fact that we were down four. So you allow a team to shoot the three at the buzzer, which is a mental mistake. He makes it, ties the game. Then you get down by four. Okay, that's head-hanging time. But no, you come back. Mitchell Conley making threes, and they're right back with the lead. That's big right there. Even though it's a crappy team, they don't, you're not playing the crappy team in the moment. You're playing the Houston Rockets in the moment who are hot yep. and got a little bit of momentum going on their home floor. Jalen Green had 27 uh, for the Rockets while we're talking about them for a second. Uh, I'll tell you what, Kevin Porter Jr. had a night. Um, 16 points, 6 14 shooting, 1 of 6 from 3, so not uh, the, the best night shooting the ball, but 12 assists for him. He also had three rebounds, a couple of steals. And then you look at uh, Christian Wood, who had 24 points, 10 boards, and five assists, including that big three, uh, to uh, to send it into overtime. And then, of course, Kenyon Martin Jr. with 20 points, and uh, he caught fire there in the fourth quarter, making a bunch of shots and, and keeping them in it. So let's go back down to Houston. It's time to hear from Rudy Gobert. Tell us about defense on the, the last play of regulation. 
Um, I mean, the plan was to foul, and we did. We just didn't cut it. Me and House both swiped down, my hand up. We, we told the officials we were going to foul too. But I think we should have maybe like make it more obvious. Um, I did swipe it down pretty good. Though, but, um, and then once I saw it, he caught it. So I tried to recover and uh, it would hit a, hit a big shot. You kind of sink down into the paint a little bit and then came back out on the recovery. Yeah. Were you thinking like, oh, I need to stop a two there? Or I mean, there's part of that aspect of it. So it kind of faked me a little bit, uh, faked the roll, and, and then I closed out. He hit the, the dribble and hit a pretty good shot. But uh, the fact that they didn't call it kind of. I think messed us up. We weren't ready for that. Defensively, overall, you guys have been closing out games so well over the last two, right? And then tonight, you do let them kind of come back. What wasn't going right defensively in kind of those other possessions, and how did you figure it out? In the I think we lost a little bit of our intensity defensively. Uh, I think turnovers, you know, we have 18, and we, yeah, we get a we get a little comfortable. We kind of like lost our, our edge. Um, our execution wasn't as good when we were at 18, and uh, we gave them confidence. We came back in the game with easy stuff, and uh, and then you know they made they made a few tougher ones later on, and they, they kept the team that you know they they, they have talent. They they they're capable of you know when they get hard of hitting some some pretty tough shots, and they they hit a few of them tonight. So. You know, the, the main thing is for us when we are 18, um, we're going to have a bit better awareness of that, uh, better focus. And, and that's when we need to even raise our level instead of letting down a little bit. That's when we raise our level and then we get 25. It's a different ballgame. But instead of that, we let them come back down to 10. And then, you know, you're a few, few threes away, a few turnovers away from being a, a four-point game. So it's... Uh, Every night, every night is an opportunity for us to get better, to learn, um, to keep uh, sharpening our mentality on you know, the things we need to do to be a great team. When you guys were supposed to file, was it like one of those things where you're supposed to take it, supposed to take it at mid-court, or were you supposed to take it once they got the shooting room? No, we're supposed to file. Uh, I mean, there, was, there, was, there wasn't a, there was what, 10 seconds, yeah. 7 seconds. Uh, as soon as the guy was dribbling, we we should have fouled. That was, I mean, we, that was, the, that was the plan. You know, we up three. We, we sent him to the line, and then uh, you know we just gotta get that rebound or take it out, and, and, and then they're gonna foul us. We keep it at least minimum of three point game. So that's uh, that's a good strategy to me. I think to foul when you when you when you're up three. Um, we did. I mean, we we, we tried foul. Uh, but next time, I think that the, what we can learn is that we gotta, like, uh, whoever's on the ball, gotta foul even harder. Uh, like, actually, like, pump the guy even harder, make it really obvious. Uh, so they, they have to call the foul because, you know, the, the fact that we try to foul is more like what put us in that situation. Um, and yeah, no, I don't think that would happen again. I think uh, next time we make it obvious. I love it. I think uh, there's one takeaway. I think uh, 
you know, we're down three in overtime and uh, we kept up for it. We got the stops we needed and we got the offensively, we did a good job moving the ball uh, in those last few minutes. And, you know, Mike you know, hit a few shots, uh, but he did a great job executing and, and moving the ball and finding the right, make, making the right play. So, uh, I think it was good for us. You know, I think uh, in a way, the way we played at the end, I don't think we deserve to, to we deserve to, to to win that game the last few minutes. So you know, getting the opportunity to redeem ourselves in all time was um, was good for us. All right, there you go. That is uh, Rudy Gobert further clarifying uh, the situation with the foul at the end of regulation, saying he and House both actually fouled and told the referees they were going to foul. They just did not call it. So next time, Rudy's solution, foul harder, PK. Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. So it's a nice learning experience, and all the better to learn the experience with a win rather than a loss. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll have more coming up next. More sound from the players. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique store to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz beat the Rockets tonight in overtime, 132 to 127. More for you next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Patrick Kinahan in tonight for Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win one thirty two to one twenty seven. Uh, post game, excuse me, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Let's get a look at your Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Tonight, the Jazz from the line were 17 of 24, almost 71%. Donovan Mitchell himself with, uh, was 7 of 11. Missed a couple in a row in the fourth quarter, which is uh, obviously not like him. Uh, the Rockets were 20 of 30. Went to the line 30 times. Shot uh, just 67%. But uh, not good that, enough. Yeah, that's a big number for a team. You know, Quinn Snyder uh, coaches to to play tough defense without fouling. That's not what they did tonight. No, but the Rockets couldn't take advantage of it, missing 10 shots. So Porter, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. was three of eight. That sucks. Whew. And if we're a perimeter player, that's that's not good. Oh, uh, Christian Wood was four of eight. So there's the majority of your misses right there. Uh, so, yeah, they've, they've got to be better than that. That's for sure. But the Jazz, I mean, you know, 17 for 24 is all right. But can't can't be sending a team like the Rockets to the line 30 times, especially a team like the Rockets who took 51 threes. So it's not like, I mean, they were, they were putting some pressure on the rim PK, but it's not like that's what they were doing all night. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with both of those things. And then. Uh, you're putting up that many threes. That's a that's an, a a lot of threes, obviously. And so find ways not to foul. Let's go back to Houston. Time to hear from Donovan Mitchell. Should have foul for sure. Uh, it seems like uh, it took a while for Quinn to come in here after the game. Usually, that means we'll be talking to you guys for longer, but he also seemed very angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was sort of the conversation after the game? Um, you know, two things. You know, first off. Give up an 18 point lead, um, addressing that, and then also addressing the fact that we overcame it and we found ways to win and execute late. Um, so, kind of two messages in one. Uh, it's good to come out of this with a win, but 
I just gotta find ways to you know, not give up the eighteen point lead. You know, I really don't know how much else to say. Uh, it'll be better. Uh, it was a good win. Since I don't want to, I don't want to get away from that. It's a good win. Um, they played really well. Jalen Green has gotten phenomenally better. Um, Martin, you know, hit some shots, fifty percent from three, and it's going to happen. You know, but how do we respond? And we we execute late. You took on guarding Kevin Porter Jr. at the end of the game and had a lot of play in those defensive possessions. Did you want to guard him? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. Tell me about that. I mean, like a guard. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, late, you know, I know the ball being in his hands and just trying to find a way to contribute. You know, I wasn't necessarily making shots late, but, you know, just trying to find ways to, to win. Uh, and for me, it was trying to make sure he didn't score late. Um, like I said, he was talented. You know, they got they they got a talented backcourt. They're gonna be really good, but just trying to make it tough um, on him and whoever I was, you know, matched up on. I think we we as a group did a good job of that. Uh, your guys' last offensive possession of that the regulation you find like in the corner was that a play or what was that? Yeah, um, <clears throat> play was to go for an ISO. If I had it, I didn't want to leave too much time on the clock, so I pulled it out and, and waited. Um, got got the switch. I figured. They weren't going to help, you know, so I had Mike come and peel and get to the corner. If they did, then uh, I had the result that we, we ended up getting, which was Mike open for a three. Um, so it's really just pick your poison at that point. You know, when Rudy stays flat, uh, the big has to make a decision. Uh, I'm seeing that, but I'm also seeing the guy pulling on the strong side, which they did twice. And once on the weak side where I found Mike in the opposite corner. So just being able to read that stuff late, you know, making, making the game easy for myself. I'm not always happy to score. You know, go out there and make it just win plays. Uh, and that was what that was. Did you, um, there was a play um, in the third quarter transition where you had Daniel in the corner. Should have passed. Trying to zero yeah. step offensive foul. Yeah. Were you thinking of that play when you made that read to Mike at the end? Like, no, I mean, that one, I was going so fast. I probably would have ran into him either way. If I passed it, he would have stood there and took a charge. But I just got to make that pass. I told him that right after. I, see, I dropped the ball and went right back on defense. I was going so fast. Like, you know, you got to be able to slow down. And, you know, I was just, I was thirsty to get in transition, you know, because we hadn't really done that up until that point. So trying to just keep it going. And, you know, he made it, he stepped in and made a great play. They hadn't done that all night, you know, so I figured they were going to go with the shooter. They didn't. Uh, so when I made the, the play of Mike, I was like, okay, you know, I recognized, recognized uh, that they came in, you know, life was over. You brought, you brought up Jalen Green earlier. How have you seen him get better since he saw yeah. him? Yeah, you know, I, I told him he's gotten better. Like, you, you just look at his his patience, his, his, his growth. I think the first time we played, he was just trying to, you know, and he's got room to grow still. But, you know, he's just trying to go out there and just be athletic and try to finish through and over and around. Uh, taking a little tough, some tough shots, you know, and I think you look at tonight, the way he played, he was composed, he didn't, he let the game come in, um, went out there and just and, and made the right plays on offense, you know, tonight was through scoring, and, you know, he, he you know, you got Kevin Porter and Christian Wood guys that can really, you got Garrison Matthews out there, the teams are going to be, you know, you, you can kind of play with that, mess with those matchups, and, you know, he did a good job of that tonight, played 46 minutes, played efficient, um, and he's going to be talented, he's going to be really good. Yes. Kind of build up, I guess, some like goodwill and good feelings over like the last, even those six games you won, but like some good stuff happening. So I'm wondering, like, you lose, they take my lead, something that we talked about a lot before, but is it maybe easier to deal with right now? Just feel like, well, I mean, is it trending in the right direction? Yeah, I, I'm a tough critic,
you got to give us credit. You know, we fought and competed. Not every game is going to be, you know, a blowout. Not we, we, we came in, we, we blew them out in Utah, and they, they got fried. They got guys that can go and score, and they showed it. But, you know, in the same token, it's like, think we better, you know, and I, I think we all agree on that. I think we all agree whether it's offensively, defensively, rebounding, turnovers, getting careless, like, we can be better, you know, and I think the fact that this win doesn't feel great, I think is a good sign, you know what I mean? Because we could all be in there like, yeah, I mean, we, we won, but I think the fact that we feel a little messed up over, I think it's a good thing. Um, and it'll pay dividends later on, but you got to stop doing that. Uh, anyway, so, um, We'll be better, but it's great to pull out a win in this situation, you know, because it could be like LA and we end up losing, you know. So for us to go out there and execute what we did, it's good. Surprised you had those fresh overtime games? Really? I didn't even know that. Uh, I mean, I guess that's a good thing, <laughs> in a sense. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, we, we should have fouled. Earlier in the fourth, Ruby gave stills like a technical free throw from Mike Conley. Have you ever done that? I was in the back, so whatever. I didn't see that. So Mike went up to take the technical free throw, and Ruby gave us like a 91. I think I think that I, that's a that's a natural thing. He hadn't had seen him go in. You know, I think for him just getting that free throw off, you know, is you know, and I think they have that relationship. They've been built for years, so it's, it's easy to go out there and do that. But I think we all, like, you know, if somebody said, like, I need this one, like, we all be like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I don't think we're all, we're not a selfish group where it's like, no, I can, you know what I mean? So I think, you know, I didn't see that, but, you know, have no Mike and Rudy, you know, it's, it's, it's really easy. Like he said, it's probably easier. I told Mike, like, we've known him for like 20 years. Exactly. They've been playing together. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's uh, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan uh, Donovan was very good tonight, of course. 37 points, 10 assists, a couple of rebounds. He also had three steals. He said something there, though, PK, that uh, that you said, uh, or at least uh, similarly earlier in the postgame, that uh, the fact that they won but this loss didn't feel, or this win didn't feel great is actually a good thing. Well, I think it is, sure, yeah. They get it. You know, it's a 15-win team, and you're up by 18. Not so much that they're a 15-win team, but you're up by 18 yeah. in the second half, man. Got to close it out. Bury these guys. Why let them back in? I mean, you let them back in to the point of literally being tied after 48 minutes. That's unacceptable. Yeah, you won, but that doesn't erase the fact that the other stuff is still unacceptable. So you have something to focus on on the plane. You have something to uh, review with your assistant coach right on film. You have some things that you can concentrate and work on. And uh, don't necessarily feel good about it, but you don't want to take that after an L either, right? Well, obviously it's worse. You know, I, I wouldn't stew over it and act like, oh, my gosh, we blew another lead. We, we might as well not even get leads because we're just going to blow them. I mean, that's too extreme. Right. But be aware of it. Be aware of what you did right, what you didn't do well and go ahead and try to improve on those things and keep getting better on the things that you're doing well, which I think can apply on every single game in every single situation. You know, you're never a finished product. I, I, th- th- this team obviously isn't. I mean, the 80s Lakers were a finished product. This team is not. <laughs> How many references to the 80s Lakers can we get in this show? Uh, all right, post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz win in overtime, 132 to 127 over the Houston Rockets. We'll get PK's final thoughts on this one coming up next. Stay tuned. 
It's all right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Shot clock's at 10. Conley's waiting for a go-pair pick. He comes off it. They go under. He fires. He hits! Mike Conley from three in the clutch. There's our guy David Locke and your play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller dealerships for service sales and selection. LHMauto.com driven by you. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Patrick Kinahan, nice enough to sit in for Coach Lacombe tonight. Jazz winning overtime over the Rockets, 132 to 127. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. How about that, PK? Of course, of course, the first game the Jazz go to overtime this year is the game that we have the morning show host filling in on the post game show. Yeah, I... I am disappointed in myself because I should have brought a pillow and a blankie and I could just hung out right here. Yeah. Save gas, get more sleep. It's a couch out there. Yeah. It's not comfortable, but you could probably (laughs) make that happen. (laughs) Hey, but we had a six o'clock start, so that's all right. You're right, man. Could have been worse. At least it was not an eight o'clock start. And you're nice. You're nice to do it, Patrick. You are. Well, it's for Tim. I've known Tim for many years and. Well, you do a great job. Thank it's, you. It's, it's awesome. Fun. It's that, always uh, fun to do it. We've got somebody. I, I'm serious. We've got somebody of your caliber able to uh, to fill in because, of course, Coach Combe does a terrific job. So it's it's awesome that you talking do about it. basketball on the radio. Uh, you know, if I complain, I've got the ghost of my father <laughs> looking over yeah, you. Yeah, shut up, son. <laughs> shut up, boy. <laughs> you got it pretty good. Exactly. <laughs> uh, tonight, the Jazz were led by Donovan Mitchell's 37 points on uh, 13 to 27 shooting. He had 10 assists, which is a great number for him, obviously. Uh, he also had three steals, a couple of rebounds. Rudy, 27 points, 17 rebounds, two block shots in the win. And Mike Conley, 15 points, eight assists, some big makes at the end of regulation and, of course, in overtime. Uh, as far as the Rockets go, you know, they played a tough game. Uh, Jalen Green had 27 in the loss. Christian Wood had 24, including that last second three to send it to overtime. Kenny Martin Jr. had 20 uh, coming in off the bench as uh, Houston. I, you know, they're deep in a rebuild, 15 wins and all that. But, you know, still have NBA talent, still play tough. And I, I do. I think Jalen Green uh, has, has a lot of potential. There's no question. He just turned 20 last month, That's February wild. 9th. From the Fresno area, Steve Cleveland, who we have on Mondays, has known about him for a long time, and he did the the G League thing, I think, last year. Yeah, it's coming elite. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and wow, he's got a bright, bright future. He, I think he's the future of that team as far as the best player. And, you know, I can appreciate having to go through a rebuild, but show me something. Don't just roll over. And if I'm a Rockets fan, I take a form of encouragement, to quote Rudy Gobert in his old commercials that he used to do. They showed me something tonight with their wherewithal to continue to battle, to continue to come back and have that. It's a tough loss for them, but whether they win 15 or 16 games in the, in the long term, it's probably better that they lose. You get better ping pong ball, uh, ball odds to get a higher pick and all that stuff. But I like the fight, and that's what you want to see on a yeah. team that's rebuilding. Yep. And Silas, you know, I, I think he has the potential to be a pretty good coach, so maybe he's the right guy there uh, to go through the rebuild. We'll, we'll yeah, you never out. know the way these teams tend to change coaches all the time. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, you'd like to see that uh, given the fact of what roster he had when he took over last year and then James Harden's gone, that it was changed dramatically. Let him develop it. You invested your time and effort and money into him. Now give him a shot to see what he can do. Don't pull the plug expecting great stuff when you're not going to have it. Give him two, three years, see what you've got. Uh, PK, let's get a few final thoughts from you on this one before we turn the page. So it's over, and the Jazz won. It was tougher than anticipated, but they still won. You move on here and continue this road trip. They got uh, New Orleans uh, Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a team that uh, they've got some players, you know, and McCollum went down there in the trade from Portland. So they're dangerous. Find ways to win. In the final analysis, what difference does it make? You don't get any style points for – this is not the uh, college football right. and, and we're voting you in. That's not the way it works here. The standings reflect how many won and how many you lost. So you've won 9 out of 10. You've talked about peaking at game 70 to be ready to go, which is game 61, I think. So you still have some time to go to continue to get better, incorporate House and Forrest into the lineup a little bit more, get Gay going a little bit better than he is right now, and then you're ready to go come mid-April and you see what happens. All right, we want to say a big thanks to everybody who had a role in the broadcast tonight. Of course, David Locke and Ron Boone doing a great job calling the game from Houston. Thanks to our broadcast assistants tonight. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the post-game show uh, uh, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique store to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. PK. Thank you, buddy. We'll be listening tomorrow morning. Good. Appreciate it. We'll be back bright and early, 6 o'clock. Yep. Be tuning in, of course, DJ and PK every morning on the Zone Sports Network. Your final, the Jazz win in overtime over the Rockets, 132-127. to 127. Up next, Jazz take on the Pelicans in New Orleans on Friday night. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 5, and, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.